Everybody and welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Tony Marchese. You can follow him at Chai Socks MKZ, and we are here after the seven-game skid, celebrating a nine-to-two victory. Chicago White Sox over the Tampa Bay Rays. Ronaldo Lopez goes out there, gets the win, has another quality start. Tony, how you feeling about this game? And uh, let's let's just get into it. Let's talk about talk about this win here. Oh man, this is. It's such a good feeling. I haven't had this feeling in feels like way too damn long. Uh, come out of the All-Star break. Feels like it's been like two weeks, man. Two weeks since we had a good win to talk about. And that's just way too long, especially right in the middle of summer. Buzz, it was a scorcher here today. It was a hot day. I had been looking forward to just sitting down on my couch and watching this ball game tonight. And the Sox didn't disappoint. I was a little nervous going into this. I got to say, I was a little nervous going into this because Reynaldo Lopez just hasn't looked good all year. We talked about this a few times over the past week on Sox on Tap, how he has said he's going to be a better pitcher in the second half. And so far, he's lived up to it. Buzz, what's one of those things that I've always said about Reynaldo Lopez? Did you want him to be a closer? Yes, that, but the other thing that I've said about him is that if he gets more than six strikeouts when he's out there pitching, it's a really good thing. And what have we seen him do in the last two starts? He's racking up those Ks. I love what I see when Reynaldo Lopez is missing bats. It puts the Sox in a great position to win ballgames. I don't think this is the type of guy that can just pitch to contact and let the defense take care of it. He tends not to work for him. When he's missing bats and he's getting outs himself – He's just so much more productive. The Rays are not a not a bad team, but they were coming off like Johnny Nani had mentioned on yesterday's show uh, that they were playing the doubleheader late in New York, and that thing did go late. Uh, so Tampa Bay could have been a little bit tired here. It could have played into it, but I'm taking the win regardless. Raylo looked good. The offense showed up, and uh, our guy Adam Angle. You know, we've we've never ever been down on Adam Engel he's back and he looked great just like we thought he would so with the whole Ronaldo thing I just think it's really cool that it's worked out for him where he said that he was going to come back after the all-star break second half of the season he was gonna you know he's gonna turn it on you're gonna see a different pitcher can't doubt him because that's what he's been doing so kudos to him when Ronaldo has it work and he's got that fastball working high and uh you know batters are missing that ball you see a night, uh, night like tonight, seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts. He walked one, and that walk was questionable, but it happened, whatever. First hey. inning, he let up that triple, um, you know, run scored there. But, I mean, that that was it, man. The first and the second inning, you know, they both they got a run apiece. 
And you know, usually with the White Sox offense is if the starting pitchers only let up like, you know, three or four runs, we're, we're usually all right. You know, that's what he did tonight. Let up two. So offense came to play. Uh, they were very hot. It could have been because, you know, Tampa Bay did play the doubleheader yesterday. They did land back in Florida at four in the morning. Um, you know, probably not a lot of rest there for those guys. But I, like you said, take the win. I'm taking the win. Everybody had a, you know, shared in the hits tonight, except uh, three White Sox guys um, did not record a hit tonight. Uh, Sox had 16 hits, but Abreu, McCann, and Rodon, or Rondon, I'm sorry, Rondon did not record hits. So, I mean, I'm all right with that. That's okay. I'm, everybody else picked up the slack. Well, what is concerning is is that uh, McCann's below 300. I was just about to say something, Buzz. Uh, McCann has not looked like an all-star in the second half. And that was one thing that uh, I had noticed during the game today that was really sticking out is that he, he looks kind of lost at the plate right now, and he looks a little frustrated with himself. Um, definitely on, a, on the beginning, hopefully the end of, but it looks like it's the beginning of a slump for him. Uh, you know, I doubted him at the beginning of the year, and he just kept that average up above 300 for so long. It, it really looked like... You know, he was going to stay there. You know, I, I can't predict that he's, you know, back up to the 320s anytime soon. I mean, he can go on a hot streak. But are you okay if he finishes this year somewhere between 270 and, and 285? Or do you think that this is not exactly what we were sold on by his first half if he finishes around there? As far I'm okay. as. I'm okay if he's hitting 270. Five to you know two eighty five. I'm all right with that, but I mean, as far as people thinking he was going to keep up the that that's something that we've said on the show all year. At least I know I have. I know you have. Is like I didn't know if he could sustain that. He's never done it in his career before. That's why people say sell high on him, right? Because he's never done that before. Yeah, he he changed his approach. That's cool. That's fine and dandy. You know, he's not like that. Uh, Benetti was saying it against. I think it was a Cleveland series. Um, when he was saying that McCann, you know, he was approaching the plate differently. He wasn't trying to just smack dingers every time he went up there. You know, he was really focusing on making contact. Right. That's what he was doing. Well, maybe he's getting figured out a little bit now. That, I don't. That know. could be true. You know what I mean? So like, that's that's where I'm. You know, with the whole thing is like, do I? McCann's been great. I think he's really helped uh, um, Giolito this year, and I mean that's been noted. I don't want to just ship and you know trade the guy off. He's having a you know still he's having a great season for us. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But I don't think that he was this guy that a lot of other blogging sites or fans have talked about is like this is going to be the guy of the future. That's not that's not I don't in my mind that's not true. I think that he's a good backup. I don't think he's a starting catcher on a very competitive team. But okay, so I you're digress. you're somewhere around where I am with this then because. Originally, I didn't even want him on here. I thought he was an, an early candidate to be one of the first guys DFA'd, Yonder Alonso style. Um, and we would be seeing Sebi Zavala or Zach Collins up here. Now, we both know how Sebi and, and Zach showed in Chicago. And arguably one of the reasons why they haven't seen an extended opportunity is because of McCann's play in the first right. half. Right, well, I mean... Both of those guys got inconsistent at-bats up here. And, you know, that doesn't help young hitters in the first place. That doesn't help any hitter. But would, you, would you go as far as to say that James McCann, playing how he did in the first half, actually 
stunted the development of Sebi Zavala or Zach Collins by not letting them get more regular at bats. I I mean it's not James's fault that he was on a tear. No, no, you know? no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying um, but circumstantial. Maybe... Circumstantial. Right, it could have. If, yeah, if I mean, James just, McCann he... was hitting 210. Oh yeah, we'd be having a completely different conversation yes. right now. Yes. Because, so yeah, because he wouldn't be playing every day. So right. I'm just you talk about sell high. I mean, this is going to be a predicament, and I hate being stuck in between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. But you know, if he continues to trend downward, you're going to see right now a, a majority of these bats go to Wellington Castillo, who's now got his average up over 200. You know, <laughs> yeah, which is he did like it, man. you know, and I, I that's good. I, I think I think one of these catchers has got to go at the deadline. One of them. You know, dude, I I don't know what they're trying to do. So obviously right now with where the Sox are at being 43 and 51, you know, there was those hopes as when they were two games under 500, when they reached 500, when they were right there and they would fall back and forth. Like, what are you trying to do? You know, like, are we are we trying to win ball games or do you want to, you know, you want to try to develop the young guys that you can? I, that's that's in my mind what you should be trying to do. Um Again, I, I really don't know where they go from here. That's why I'm not a, a GM. I'm just a fan that questions things. But I, I would think that if you and I tried to dissect where to go from here at this moment right now, we I got to go grab a couple more beers. We, we need yeah. a few more beers to do that. I, I think we can come up with some general ideas of, you know, potentially where they want to take some of these or take this team in, in, in certain directions here. Uh, some make sense more than others, but I I can't really say for sure with any good faith what the actual agenda is here right now. Can you? No, I can't. I, I really can't. I mean, if I so if I'm sitting there right now and I'm the GM, I'm looking at the roster currently constructed and on who I have up in the majors, who I have down in the minors. I understand keeping you know Robert down there. I understand it. You know, I get it. They just you know it's it's. You know how the you know the service time stuff yep. works and it whatever, but if I'm like looking at the trade deadline, Wellington Castillo has underperformed so bad this year that he's not gonna catch a good return. So you're just kind of like trading him to trade him. You know what I'm saying? You're not bringing anything really that decent back. But with McCann, I'd like to keep McCann as that backup guy to maybe mentor a Sebi Zavala or a Zach Collins, like you know, so they can get some like actually you know actual good at bats and good experience in their position but everybody says that collins oh well you know he's gonna play first base so he's not gonna be a catcher okay well then why that what's he gonna do then he's trade bait because we got andrew vaughn down there well i wouldn't go so far as to mark him off just as trade bait because of andrew vaughn i mean andrew vaughn hasn't seen any any time up above you know, well, he's yeah, he's in the Arizona yeah. what, he's in Arizona League. No, or whatever. Moved, I did believe he moved to Canapolis, but he hasn't. Did he seen go to Canapolis? Yeah, he hasn't seen anything over high A at this point in time. So, you know, injuries happen, fluke things happen. Guys could just, you know, hit double A and, and hit a wall. You never. I'm know. just kind of like looking at it, but where you, you know, you see people saying Eloy DH or Eloy first base. You know, you've seen all those things. I, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm I'm one of those guys that says that Eloy should be DHing or playing first base. I, I, I'm, I, and my reasoning behind that is I feel like he's a liability in the outfield to get hurt over and over again. We've seen him on the shelf already twice. 
yeah this yeah. this year so you know I, I know that that's probably not the logical best answer and if you're gonna go and you know calculate his his war or potential war or whatever you know I'm gonna go meatball take tony here oh meatball take meatball oh. take tony i don't want i don't want eli injured i don't want him anywhere near the outfield anymore he's crashed into a wall he's collided with other people far too often this isn't the only time that he's he's come close to uh, or or had a collision in the outfield. It's just one that, that ended up hurting him. Right. Um, and it, not, not even that it's just his fault, but he's one of the most important pieces of the rebuild. And if if Rick Hahn comes out and says, you know, at the end of last season, the reason that Eli's not coming up is because he needs to work on his defense. And we've seen him get hurt twice trying to play that position so far this year. Maybe something doesn't work out there for him. You know, maybe maybe that's not the best place to put him. You could come at me and argue, you know, well, traditionally that's a place for you know weaker fielders is to go play left field. I don't want to get. I don't. I don't, I don't want Eloy to be Kyle Schwarber 2.0. I really don't. I don't want a a bum fielder out in left field, a guy who's a great bat having to get taken out of ball games in the ninth inning, so that we could bring Adam Engel in. To, as a defensive replacement, I want a guy that can handle the position. Th- that's my feeling on it, but I feel like we're going to see Eloy in left field for a while. I, right. I, I don't, I don't see that changing. But you know, if I want to go with my meatball take of the day, it's that Eloy can't play left field. His defense is terrible. It's a liability to him, his his health, and I don't want to see Eloy on the IL. You see what's to... fu- you see what's funny how this conversation started about McCann and Castillo and how it just it like, and then Collins and Savala were brought in and then it just like co- completely there's webs into these other things yes. because that like you literally you really have no idea like what they're gonna do how it's going to really look you know and like yep. that's that's why like sometimes like I don't really make bold predictions I I just always like to say like maybe what I would do like in you know of course again I'm not a GM I'm not one of like one of those you know those super fans that know everything or anything like that I'm just I'm just me and I don't know I would trade the guy with the higher upside and I probably McCann because that trade deadline is fastly approaching but we just went completely off the rails I do want to thank two people for tonight though if I if I could take the time, yes, yes, absolutely. I'd like to th- I'd like to thank Mr. Meadows and Mr. Fam for their terrible defense yes. tonight from Tampa Bay and helping us pick up that dub dub. Yes, yes, that ball bounces in Tampa Bay. It is Dude. almost as if you are playing on a trampoline in the outfield. I, I don't know. Isn't that a Isn't that a dome? It is a dome. What what? So when the ball bounced, dude, like because Jamie asked me, my wife, if people don't know who she is, like they're like. Man, is that water coming up off the ground? I'm like, I don't think that's water. Did you see every time it hit something? Yeah, like, they're li- it's like little is dirt those little pellets, pellet thingies? like yeah, rubber yeah, pellet, okay. rubberized pellets or something. It's yeah, it, it depends on how they've got their turf there. I, I'm not I'm not an expert on turf, but I do know that there's those little rubber pellets that that are in there. I, I normally they're black, but yeah, these ones look like they were white. So right. I I don't know. Very weird, very weird stadium that they have down there, Tropicana. Um, you know, Jen, Jen, my wife was fascinated with it as well. She said, Why are there stingrays there? You know, and that was another thing that she brought up too. Is they're the devil they're, rays, baby. They're they're not the devil rays. They and wore they're, devil they're, ray jersey they, like like two weeks ago. Yes, the throwbacks. But yeah. Now they've got <laughs> so they're the rays. Right. They've got stingrays there, 
They used to be the Devil Rays, and they've got this logo that looks like a sunshine ray. Like, yeah. What are they? All the rays? They're yeah. They're all. They're the all rays. the rays. They're all the rays. So, you know, you better put some respect on their name, and you better do it now, and their logo, because I'm getting real sick and tired of you hating on the Sting Rays and the Sun Rays. <laughs> I just and want them to make. I actually did think that you were a an expert in turf. Did you? I know you said I know you said you weren't, but I always assumed that you probably were. You know, I could be an expert in turf, <laughs> uh, but you know, I just choose. I, I I chose not to take that field. You know, <laughs> it was one of my options actually. You know, I I was thinking about trying to you know get in and and be the next Roger Bossard, but you know, podcasting about the White Sox just you know f- felt better for me. I liked it a little <laughs> bit more. Um, but no, I, I just want them to make up their mind. <laughs> you know, are you the stingrays? Are you the devil rays? Are you the sun? Are rays? you the sun rays? You're starting to really piss me off now. You know, this is yeah, exactly. Because I I want to know, like, what kind of ray are you? See, someone's gonna come back at us like a Tampa Bay fan. They're gonna if you know if they ever hear this, they're gonna come back at us. Well, what's a white socks? It's a white sock. It's what it is. There it is. Because we wore white socks. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it was just – it was weird. You know, I spent a nice inning probably discussing with my wife how – what like why they have all these different Ray things going on and that they can't make up their mind on what, yeah, well, what exactly kind of Ray they are. But anyway, let's get back into the ball game before we continue to go more off rails. Um, but yes, just know that I'm pondering some of this weird shit while, while these games go on. Um Buzz, something that I really liked today was actually the play of Adam Engel. Yeah, I mean he did he did he did K three times there, but hey, he played good. He played good in the field. He hit that ball hard a couple times. Um, Two he hits, hit, man. He scored twice. Yeah, I know. That's he, what I mean. Like RBI. I'm, I'm really hoping that Adam Engel. Because you remember, like, last year, like, you know, when he was making those spectacular plays in the field and all that stuff, and everybody's like, man, if he could just find his bat, and that's a that's a good guy to have. Yes. Obviously, he's back. He hasn't been seen since, what, was it May 5th, I believe, he was sent down? If I'm not wrong, that's off the top of my head, but I, that seems right to me. It was somewhere around there. It was, yeah, it's, yeah, that seems right to me. But, um, you know, if he could just – dude, if he could hit, like, 250 – you know what I mean, or you know, like two sixties or something. Like my God, well, like this. You know, I, I I won't mind having him up here. You know, no. Like he he plays great D for the most part. You know, and the other thing is he's fast. Yeah, you he's know fast that one out. that one hit was a ground ball to a short like to the left side. I don't know if it went shortstop or third base. Pretty sure it was yeah, it was shortstop. Um, and he just beat it out. Like he 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 flat out beat it out. With that's his, a, that, that, you know, that's a man determined. Tom, yes, you know what I mean. And you know what, you know what I liked about him today and his game was the fact that it looked like he was here to give a shit. You know, right? Um, there's a lot of guys who've come up recently who get here and they don't seem to to really play with that extra like I just earned this attitude. Right. Um, and that's not to say that these guys don't care. That's not to say that there's not a, t- a ton of effort that goes into, you know, getting yourself promoted from AAA 
up to the show. That that's not to discredit anybody's work in that. But Adam Angle beating out an infield single today, you know, we're sitting there on the couch watching this game and, you know, Jen she says, you know, like, do we really have this guy back on our team right now? And I'm thinking to myself, Yeah. I can't believe it. Like, I thought we were finally done with this. Finally done with this. And we're we're bitching about him. And then he pulls out this hustle single. It's like, hey, like, you know, how am I supposed to keep bitching right now? Like, I might I be the only like one, buddy, to be honest with you. I was I was actually a little bit happy to see him. I of course I wanted to see Luis Robert. Of course I did. But I knew that wasn't gonna happen. So I'm like I'm not gonna give myself false hope and walk around and be like, oh, well it might be No, dude. I knew it wasn't gonna be him. I knew. Well no, so, I think we all knew that. But Right. Here, well no, a lot argue of people with didn't know that, buddy. A lot of people didn't know that. That Luis Robert was not coming to the White yeah, Sox. A lot I'm telling you, go 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 surfing. We've been looking at other dumb stuff on Twitter lately that makes me you know, you and I laugh like school kids constantly, but I actually did dive into White Sox Twitter because I've been MIA, MIA for, you know, the week here a little bit. But I dove back into White Sox Twitter and people were outraged that it was Adam Angle. And I was like, I'm okay with this because, you know, they sent him down. He's been gone for a minute. Well, I want to and I, I want to see what he could do. I want to I want to go back to a blog that I wrote earlier uh, about Adam Angle for on tap. And I'm pulling it up here. But one of the things that I didn't think, you know, I'm going to kind of contradict myself a little bit here. One, one of the things that I didn't think was smart was giving Adam Angle more at bats here. Because he's already seen the most out of this group. I didn't think that getting rid of Charlie Tilson did much for you. Because you can't close the book, per se, on Tilson if you've given Adam Engel a larger sample size. So that didn't make sense to me. That's why, for some reason, Adam Engel didn't make sense as the call-up. But then I go and I look at some of the other options, and you've got Daniel Palka, who really hasn't earned it. You know, as much as I'd like to see Palka back... You have A.J. Reed, who is basically the same thing as Daniel Palka. Just maybe but was doesn't... once a top 50 prospect. Yeah, but you know, you look at the two of them, and you, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference, really. You know what well, I mean? That, well, well numbers-wise, yes, one has red hair. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm talking <laughs> Dude, I'm bu- about. Left-handed bu- bat, bu- I'm power bu- guy. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an expert in red and hair. Swing and miss or hit a home run. So back it was it was May fifth. I wrote this article about Adam Engel um, going to AAA to work on his offense, and you know Engel had amassed 857 plate appearances to that time, and he was hitting 212 when he was demoted. Um, so not not really that good, but he did accumulate .2 WAR, which is far better than what Tilson was sporting at the time. So. You know, the defense does help him out there. But when I go back to this, they wanted Engel to improve his offense. Adam Engel had never hit above 242 in a AAA stint before. Right. When he came out of AAA. I don't know if you have his numbers pulled up. Oh, he was hitting 270, wasn't he, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he came or... out of AAA this time Nine at 270. Here was what I here's what I wrote as my last closing sentence. Does this mean that we've seen the last of Adam Engel in a White Sox uniform? That remains to be seen. But if Adam Engel can't hit 250 with a 330 OBP and winds up back on the south side, we have bigger problems. That was the benchmark for Adam Engel. 
in my opinion. Right. You know, you can go back and read this. I posted May 5th. And you that can find that on tapsportsnet.com. You can. That 250 with a 330 OBP, that was the benchmark. He needed to get there. He exceeded it. So I'm okay with that. When I come back and I actually look at, at some of the facts surrounding him on a case-by-case basis, I'm going to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt here and say he earned another chance right. by his performance. So, yep. you know, th- there we go. You know, they said, here's a tweet from from James Fagan. Renteria said they want Angle to get more at-bats. They want him to be a guy who hits 250 with a 330 OBP to match his defense. He was doing that in AAA. He was exceeding that. So now's the time to go see if he can get it done at the next level. You Translate. talk about you, right. you talk about he's got a major league ready glove. Yep. So if he can then go be a two fifty three thirty guy, you know I'd I'd really like to see him more personally myself. Two seventy five. No, I don't yeah, know if he's going to get yeah, there. No, we'll see about you know, that. I beg, right. But I I feel like you're going to get a three hundred guy potentially out of Luis Robert, but. If Adam Engel can't wait for that. If Adam Engel's your backup to Robert, I'm and cool Engel's with that. a two seventy five guy and a defensive replacement coming off the bench, especially if he can end up playing all three outfield positions, or you can shift Luis Robert over into left field for Eloy at the end of the game, or some other nonsense that they're going to do here. We don't know what's going to happen right field. Obviously, we we just talked about this before we go down the rabbit hole. But Adam Engel can serve somewhat of a purpose for you. He could mm-hmm. be a pinch runner. He could be a uh, defensive replacement. He can make spot starts in the outfield. He he has a purpose if he can hit better. So, right. in my opinion, bringing him up right now, this is the final chance right here. If he can go hit around 250 with that 330 that they wanted, he's probably going to stick around next year in some sort of capacity if if the roster allows him to. Right, That's, I agree that, with you know, that. And, and a guy like Charlie Tilson, eh. They gave him a little bit of a shake. They didn't give him a fair shake, but they already know that they have that that glove with Engel. So right. why and, not see if you can get that back? That's, and, that's and Tilson was not very good defensively. So I mean, we we all know this. Yes. Um, but one more thing, I just want to touch on, on today's game. Um, obviously, we talked about how the offense was hot. Yo, Makata hit. You know, I, I guess two things, three things really. Lurie with four hits tonight. Mankata with another th- another three hits now. He's batting three away, dude. Um, Yomer Sanchez hits the second home run of the year and was just on fire all game long. Yeah, he. I don't I know where it. that came from. I loved it. I don't care. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna even dissect it because we don't see that a lot. I'm just gonna give props where props are due. Good game, my man. So that's all I got for today. You know, uh, like I said, Ronaldo looked great. The pitching was good. Um, I. I'm nothing but I'm nothing but happy, man. I'm nothing but happy. It was nice to finally get a win. I'm ready to move on. All right, so let's talk a little bit about tomorrow. Um, have the Rays, whatever kind of Ray they are, announced Sunday. who a pitcher is going to be tomorrow? They have. Uh, so it looks Snell. like. No, it's not. That's not who I have here. You don't have Blake Snell. I have Blake Snell against Lucas Giolito tomorrow. I've got Ryan Yarbaugh. Against. So do you have Blake Snell going up against Dylan Cease? Because I have Blake I still, Snell up against. I still have TBD against Dylan Cease. Um, uh-huh. Where are you getting your sources here from? Let I got uh, I got ESPN.com pulled you got up. ESPN.com. Let's go check. Let's go check fan tracks. 
Oh, fan tracks always has it, dude. Let's go check some fan tracks. Normally we're prepared here, but the Rays. They oh, are, I mean, we they, we are prepared. We have our sources pulled up. Yeah, it's just I, is... I was on ESPN. What were you on MLB? Yep. Yeah. Um, so the the Rays do some funky stuff with their pitching. Maybe they maybe they maybe they're doing this on purpose. Yeah, throw me ass, off. I'll tell you that. Bastards. Right. Yep. Trying to trying to screw us up here. They knew we were going to be recording tonight. Just well, like they, they do, do. They, they don't knew even, that you were going to like make they, fun of them. They don't even know what to call themselves they don't know who's gonna pitch who's running this organization god man it's it's screwing me up all over the place all right i'm I'm upset let's see let's see if blake snell's pitching tomorrow we just do a little player search right here um in the old fantasy baseball player search god do i love fan tracks I do not see Blake Snell as a probable pitcher. Wait. So you you don't have him? Wait, wait. Wait. July 21st. I've got that's, him. Fantrax has him listed for Sunday. That's my birthday. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy early birthday. Thanks, man. I'll be the big 2 weight. Yep. I, I, I hit that already, man. I can tell you it's all downhill from, from there. Yeah, um, I, think, I figured but, as much. So we're going to go with we're going to go with my my problem. We got Lucas Giolito and Ryan Yarbaugh. Alrighty. So uh Giolito coming in at eleven and four, three two three ERA. Struck out hundred and twenty five batters so far this season. Uh in my opinion, Lucas Giolito has looked shaky since the first time that he faced the Chicago Cubs. Um couple little different little things mixed in there that, that have shown uh some of the same promise that he's had throughout the first half of the season. Uh, he did have an inning that he pitched in the all star game too that was that was good, but overall body of work of late has been more mediocre, maybe like a B minus type uh, than the A plus that we were seeing out of him earlier this year. Ryan Yarbaugh coming in at eight and three, four two six ERA, fifty three strikeouts. Um, pitching matchup favors, I would say, the Chicago White Sox here. If we can get that dominant version of Lucas Giolito tomorrow, should be uh, a big. Um, factor for the White Sox if they want to extend this winning streak or create a winning streak at two games, I should say. Um, but that's uh, that's a pitching matchup. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I hope Lucas comes out, man. I uh, you know dominant Lucas. I don't know if we're going to see him or not, but steady Lucas, two to three runs. Hopefully this offense stays hot. We say this all the time about Lucas. He knows what he needs to do. He knows what he needs to do. Come out there, you know. Get that change working. Get that fastball working. Do what you got to do. Have good location. McCann will be behind the plate for sure tomorrow. And and do what you can. And, you know, don't overthink it, man. You are an all-star. Don't overthink it. Go out there and do what you were doing. That's all you need to do. And I, I he's got the talent over Yarbrough. So I'm, I'm going Lucas Giolito. He's going to be fine. Tomorrow we're going to see him take out another good team. He's going to come out and he's going to take out Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a good team. They're 56 and 44. He doesn't just beat bad teams. He beats good teams, too. He's done it. So, you know, he's, he's going to be all right tomorrow. Yeah, I talked about that that not great Giolito. One and three over his last five with a six four eight. Um, yeah. That's, you know, and, and with, with him still sitting at a three two three. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Right. Uh, that, Every, you know, that, he's a human, man. Every human has, you know, their, their, you know, their quirks and everything like that. And he just kind of, you know, he. He fell out of the good juju for a little bit there. Now we just got to get him back into it. He'll be all right. Yeah, talking about quirks. Whoever makes decisions for the Rays, you can figure <laughs> that out. All right. 
Um, that's that's the pitching matchup for tomorrow. Let's move into picks to click. Who are you taking tomorrow? Um, hmm. If he plays, I'm gonna take Reed. Ooh. If he plays, if he doesn't play, I'm going to take Yo-Yo. There you go. So Yo-Yo was my pick today. That paid off. Oh um, yeah, I, did. I think Johnny stopped keeping score or something. I don't know. We well, gotta, dude, I mean, figure God, out my God, to... there's like six of us doing it now. Yeah, but we need to figure out how we can, you know, maybe maybe we just do a second half, pick the click. We'll just start yeah, we it over. That. Yeah, we start it over. Um, <sighs> this is getting so tough. It is because tough. we've got a John lot of guys. That... Almost like a uh, a good one because if we go off hits, like when we lose or whatever. You know what I mean? John Jay's getting See, hit. See, I don't like doing that because then you're you're already assuming that we're not going to put runs across the board and you know somebody's just going to win this by default. So I, win. I, I feel like uh, yeah, well it, John Jay's a smart <laughs> pick. Um hmm. I just want Tim Anderson back. He was another s- solid choice all the time. Uh let's go with Let's go with John Jay. You talked me into it. You sold me on All it. All right. Let's go there with John go, Jay. Man. All right. John Jay, it is, and you're rocking with A.J. Reed, if not Yohan Moncada. Yes. Let's see what happens here. Interesting picks for us. I feel like we should we should do some of these things. You know, we had one last week. I wanted to have week. fun with it. You know what I mean? That's why I took yeah. Reed, you know? Yeah. We had one last week where everybody either took Yohan or Eloy. And then Eli got hurt. So last time we did something fun with this, we know what happened. Something bad happened. Something <laughs> bad happened. So we're not allowed to have fun. Not allowed to have nice things. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start researching turf here and then seeing what the Rays are thinking about with their name. Like if they're gonna stick with Sun Rays or you know they're stick with you know Sting Rays. I'm gonna start researching that after this socks on tap here i got stuff pulled up right now there you go we gotta yep. we gotta figure this out we'll get to the bottom of it and uh we'll eventually share it with you but tomorrow i will not be on i don't think you will be on uh, uh tomorrow i don't know i mean if i'm needed i should be around um right. i don't I'm, all i gotta do tomorrow dude is uh is um have a little get together with some friends for lunch for my birthday because they won't be able to do it sunday and then, uh, yeah, I'll be around at night after that. Wish this guy a happy birthday. Um, this guy works very hard. One of my good oh, friends thank here. You. Thank you, my friend. Mr. Buzz. All right, Buzz. Happy birthday to you. Early you. birthday. I'm sure I'll talk to you. But I'm going to publicly give you your birthday. And uh, I'll turn it over to you because you said you got one more thing here. Yeah. Everybody be sure you're going on to tabsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature needs. I haven't got to say that in a few days. I just needed to, I needed to let that fly. You know what I mean? Yes. So the, all the literature needs, your podcasting needs, all of that stuff. we got some cool announcements coming in the future. I will do this one time because it just launched, and I'm seeing a couple guys working real hard on this. If you have any Northside friends, please be sure you're checking out Cubs on Tap. You can follow it at Cubbies on Tap. I'm very, very proud of the guys that started doing that. Mishler uh, Juice hopped on there, and um, Nick Hudson. And Nick Hudson hopped on there, and I'll tell you what, man, I, I list, I did, I tuned in, I did, I tuned in to those guys, and they're just having a blast with it. So if you do have any Northside friends, go ahead and you know, 
throw them towards Cubs on Tap. It's a it's it's a cool thing that they got going on over there. So I just wanted to plug that for those guys because they're working real hard. They are working real hard, and they're even doing picks to click over there, which feels a little weird. But we kind of talked them into it. Right? And, they said you know, they're going to rename them. They're going to rename it. Their thing. They're so gonna I like it. it. But I, I just like the fact that that we got them to actually do a pick to click in a cup right. show. That was that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I kind of shouted this out a little bit uh, the other day. Um, but yes, again, if if you've got people who like the north side, uh, tune them in that direction. It's it's kind of the same feel as this show. Um, you know, it, it, it is the same feel as this show. They're just talking about the Cubs. So, um, and they, and they do a good job, but that's all I've really got buzz. It's been a pleasure to hop back on the mic with you. Uh, it's been a little bit, it's been a long time since we talked about a win. This is, this is what I like doing these. I like doing these a little bit more when we, yeah, win. Man, it, I, it gives you that, like that pep in your step, that, you know, that energy, man. Like where, when we come on here after a loss and you had, you know, you, you cracked them, you yep. had a couple and you're just kind of like, dude, this sucks. And then, like, you have a win, and I cracked a couple, and I feel great, yep. and I feel like I can go run a lap around the block right now. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly how I feel, too, man, right now. But I'm going to go crack another one. Until oh, yeah. next time, let's go one Let's go socks.